Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, man. Um, uh, I've been looking forward to this, actually, catching up with you. Yeah, it should uh, be good. Yeah, it's been, it's been a I while. Can't believe, I, was like, hang on, I, I can't go. believe it's been a year. Is it? Is that really right? We did a yeah, podcast here. I'm just going to crack a beer because it's two o'clock on a Friday afternoon here. So it's great. I'm I'm on my session cup of coffee. So I was going to say <laughs> it's uh it's eight o'clock in the morning there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, one minute past eight. There we go. Yeah. Oh well, it's two o'clock Friday afternoon in Australia, man. Like, come on. No, I've been outside all day working in the garden. I'm th- so thirsty. Ah, there we go. Kill Kenny. Oh, very nice. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been a year, man. Um, in fact, like, I was actually trying to remember because I got a feeling on a, I did, I think I recorded Starlo's first, but I think yours was the first one that I put out, something like that. Yeah. I have to go back and check. But um, I got a feeling that I actually, it was a little bit of distance between when I recorded it and when I put out. And it started in September last year. So, yeah, it's like fucking within a month or so. <laughs> that's, that's a fucking year, man. How's that? Don't that is insane. It uh, feels like a couple of blinks. So it's been. A, I was thinking about it today because I was out in the garden and I was, you know, obviously thinking I'll get to, you know, have a chat with you and, you know, talk to you, catch up the Savo. And then I was thinking, fuck, oh, yeah, it's been a year. And then I was like, oh, what's happened in that year? And it's like sort of thinking about all the things that, kind of happened like had a pretty big year like obviously podcast and um that's been quite interesting and then puppies we had puppies here and fuck man like that's a pretty trippy experience we'll talk about that quick and then racing and then probably like uh the other thing we probably don't want to talk about too much but the other thing i think this year for me man (laughs) daisy (laughs) all right yeah i gotcha oh man it's it's fucking good, man. And look, before we even talk about that, right, just throwing it out there, I'm not trying to, like, convince you to, like, you know, get on. Because, look, I know you'll come, come to it in your own time, man. Come, that's exactly come to the happens. church. Come to the church no, of Daisy. No, 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 that's not what I'm trying to do. But, um, and look, you'll get there in your own time. Man, it's been around for fucking years, and that's pretty much kind of um, what I did. I always sort of knew it was good and then, like, yeah, I don't know, but man, I'm like, I'm like a yeah, hundred, hundred and something hours in already, but, and it's just. But we've talked, we've talked about this. Is that like I stay away from these games at the moment because I'm mm. too busy and I, I yeah. can't, I can't commit enough time to it. I'd rather just play I like guarantee. a couple of quick, quick turbo games of uh, Dota. Yeah, I mean, I get like, I get maybe an hour a day. Like if I'm waiting yeah, for video yeah. transfer or something to. You got young to, kids, man. Yeah, well, that as well, but. Yeah, it's more just like time-wise, you know, and yeah. Trust me, like, well, two things, right? One, there'll always be some kind of form of Daisy around, right, or some something similar, mm-hmm. but it's so good in so many ways, man. I don't even want to get into it, but it's almost like, for me, it's almost like the perfect game, really. It's so hard to stay alive, but there's different ways you can play it. Obviously, officials, and then, you know, the thing about it is the interaction, like the adventures, like... You literally don't know. You just meet random people, right? And, like, are they going to be my friend or are they going to shoot me? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like – and, look, I kind of got a bit sick of the officials after a while because it's actually very rare that you meet up with someone. So I was like, look, I'll just get my own server, which is what I've done, and I just call that kind of like – it's like practice. 
I was like, let me get good at the game. Let me have a look around the map, at least one map. The other thing is there's so many maps, man. There's not enough time for one lifetime. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, oh, man, I've been fucked up in so many ways, like killed by wolves. And and so many times, like even when you're playing on your own server, you'll think, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then just bang, bang, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I like about it. But, yeah, meeting the other people, it's been uh, – yeah, I'm really enjoying it, man. It's uh, it's something about it. The other thing is the no-saved game. It's a bit like that. You know, like Hunter, mm-hmm. where, like, there's no there's no real saved game. It's just like a continuous, I don't know, there's probably a word for that in computer game world. But, yeah, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just sort of like you just, and then, like, when run character dies, that's it. You just, like, start again. But know? if you exit the server, like, does your progress get saved? Uh, yes, so there's a couple of different things with that too, right? So you have one character per official server, one character per like hosted servers, and then one character for first person or third person official, right? Yeah. So you can actually have three or four different ones. Um, but what I do is, which I other thing I really like about the game is it's got random spawn. So, you know, at the moment, like I'm a sub, like a mid, middle-aged, like a... Uh, ginger female soccer mum kind of thing running around and then you might spawn in as like a you know like a black dude or whatever and and you kind of get to re- remember those characters like and like yeah even on the private server man like 10 20 hours is pretty good going like mm-hmm. i think the longest i've got is 20 or 30 hours and then something stupid will happen or you know one day i was literally in this little barrack and i was thinking that to myself i was going this is pretty cool i got a cool little spot here i was like building up some loot fucking building a base nearby and then just literally like boom and they dropped this bomb and i was fucking bleeding i was coughing blood before i could get to the door because they (laughs) these random chemical bombs drop and there's helicopter Mm -hmm. crashes and but yeah, oh man, it's like yeah, let's not go there. But you'll get <laughs> you'll get there one day. But it's oh, there's so many things about it that are just weirdly satisfying. It's so strange when you find something like that. Yeah, that's good. I know, like games when you like for me, I think we talked about, it, but I really liked Ark. And uh, oh, yeah. like if if kind I had that similar. much, if I had that much time, I'd get back into Ark again. Yeah. Apparently, they're like uh, remastering it to Unreal say. Five or something, but. I haven't seen that out yet, but maybe it is out and I just missed it. I don't know. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I really like those. I do like those sorts of games. And I've played a lot of armor, so the mechanics to DayZ shouldn't be too much different. Yeah, so, I think that's where it came from. Yeah, exactly. It was a, a mod for, I want to say, Armor 2, I think. Was yeah, the original. it was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I looked it up and I was just like, oh, fuck, where's this been all my life? But, you know, yeah. what they said, like... You know, life as a weight, man, I think it's pretty old. Like, it's been around for a fair while. And look, you know, I just had this conversation with my mate Pat the other day. Like, he's got young kids too, and he's got two young kids, and things are a bit rough at home. And I'm like, dude, you're in the hardest patch, right? But let me tell you one thing, right? Don't fucking blink, because, like, my son's 16, right? Mm -hmm. He's in Cambodia at the moment, (laughs) painting schools, right? Like, what? Yeah, man. (laughs) And, like... Yeah, the yeah, best yeah. thing about having kids is watch them grow up, but the worst thing about having kids is watching them grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, like, yeah, so, around. Man, don't bl- yeah, like I said, don't blink and you'll have plenty of time kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, life goes quick. But yeah, and the other thing of where this year was puppies and... Oh, puppies. yeah, that's right. Have you ever done that before? 
No, 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 no. Wow, man. We like, did, I think from memory we did, yeah, we did kittens when I was younger. Oh, My yeah. sister's cat had some, but uh, I don't even remember what happened to those. So I think we kept one and gave the rest away. Yeah, so. yeah. I think cats are a bit different to dogs too, which actually, I know you're kind of not that fond of dogs, but I figured something out about dogs, which I'll come back to. But mm-hmm. puppies, anyway, dude, i got to say, what a fucking spun out experience, man. It was so weird, man. It was like one night your house is just like bombarded with these little bundles of love because like yes. there's something in there about humans, right? We're just like, who doesn't love a puppy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it goes quick, obviously, and they grow fast. And then next thing they're out in the yard running around with you and and then like you're advertising them. And it was weird because like some of them, when they went, I didn't really – kind of feel any particularly like attachment like to them you know kind of thing and I was just kind of maybe because they sold early I don't know but there was ones that took you know longer but yeah and then like some of them when they left man like I cried yeah like it was just like it's the weirdest fucking thing man it was just like and look I got real lucky most of them went local and I get like texts and videos like regularly but it was just the craziest thing. Nothing really kind of like prepared you for it. And I was having this conversation with my mate of mine, Daz. They were also breeds like dogs, and he was just going, hmm, 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 yep, yep. Yeah. It's the strangest thing, man. It was just like we're this young couple who bought them, and they um, bought one. They're traveling around Australia, and they had some friends. And they said, oh, would you mind, like, if we bought our friends, they just want to like see them. And I was like, yeah, sure. They were cool young kids, you know, just young kids from Newcastle, man, traveling around Australia and had their head screwed on, but you could tell. And anyway, they bought these two friends and they were kind of hippies, man, you know, and these two young guys just sat in my yard and they just soaked it up, man. And like, they were loving it. And I said something to them like that, you know, are you love it. And the one guy just said to me, he goes, man, he goes, when was the last time you ever played with nine puppies? And he goes, yeah. and let me ask you this, when's going to be the next time? And I was like, oh, fuck, he's right. And it kind of hit me like, yeah, it was such a, I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it. It was such a weird experience. Like Maggie couldn't give a fuck. Like she came to the gate, saw all of them off. No worries. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's the mum, Maggie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's cool, man. So, so yeah, uh, it's been a big year, man. And then the yeah, podcast. What's the latest on the uh, the UFO situation, buddy? Oh, I saw- man you want to go deep straight away all right um, well no i mean this is like something i like picking your brains out because yeah i saw and, and like and i saw the other day that mexico released two aliens i don't i mean well but they look, yeah did you see that yeah here's the thing about that like i've been i've investigated no one actually the tissue matter is questionable mm-hmm. like it hasn't really properly been tested to be honest um, but you know, some people saying paper mache. The other thing is some of those, not those ones in particular, but there were some ones released a while ago and they look pretty alien like, and they were legit skeletons. They fully got checked out and they were simply babies that had been born with like deformed skulls. Mm-hmm. So these ones could be some kind of like small deformity, like fucking, who knows? Like until the real evidence hits, and this is the whole problem, man, with the whole thing. Is like the last year, it's been pretty fucking crazy for anyone who follows it. And like, I don't know, like 
I don't know, you followed probably like all the whistleblower stuff and all that. And I don't know, there's just something about all that that like, see, the problem is, man, my brain immediately goes like, don't fucking trust them. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, all I see is what Joe Rogan posts on his Instagram and then I go, (laughs) and then I swipe to the next thing. So, I mean, like we've talked about this is, it's got to be something out there. It's uh, mathematically impossible. It is not, but I don't know whether they're actually here or has been. the biggest here. problem, right? And look, like, you know, we could actually go on because, like, there's a couple of things that I like because I'm the ultimate skeptic, right? But there's a few things yes. you can't explain. And I'm going to go with the ones where, like, a whole town or like a whole school of people see it. They're the ones where you kind of got to go, mm, you know, like, and I actually think, right, a combination, I'm pretty much surprisingly enough like joe's been slower to catch up to mine because originally he was like oh they're real rah rah i've said right from the start right i think probably military tech government tech yeah something they said and like maybe they were crashed alien craft and they know how to use them but they don't know how to back engineer them something like that actual aliens like and look i flip-flop on that i I change my mind all the time because like part of me said and there's like a lot of you know because there's a lot of old stuff like there's old paintings of you know you know ufos and stuff like that that go back thousands of years and then it's kind of like "Mm." but you know and like you know a lot of it does make sense like a lot of the, the common theory pretty much going around now if you're a believer right is that these things are here they've always been here they come and go they monitor us and that actually the biggest theory is that they're spending most of their time or that they're coming from underwater um that's what a lot of people are saying that's how they've remained undetected for like so long and like you know look we know black ops shit exists right but yeah i don't know the problem and here's the biggest problem right because we could talk about the westall school one the one in melbourne that's a fucking crazy story and i got a wild fucking conspiracy theory for you about that one hang on Back up, what's the school thing you're talking about? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, the Melbourne one. So basically back in the, I can I never remember the dates, 50s or 60s, I think it was, um, this school, like outside, it was outside of Melbourne, actually. I always say Melbourne, but it was country Victoria sort of thing, outskirts of Melbourne. Um, and, they, you know, these craft came down and a couple of the kids, like, saw these things like fucking close up and some of those ladies have done interviews if you go and look on youtube and you google like was the today show or one of them like you know ladies midday Mm -hmm. fucking shows they've been on them these ladies and they talked about one of them said two of these ladies saw this thing man from like 30 feet right yeah (laughs) so kind of fucking hard to make shit up the other thing is um there's a lot of stuff that happened around that like one of the girls who saw it like close up basically disappeared after that and this lady goes on live tv and said you know we went around to her house the next day to see how she was and some other lady answered the door that they'd never seen before and you know said oh brenda who's brenda she she's never lived here and this lady's like i've been fucking playing here every afternoon for the last five years yeah right shit like that the other thing is military jets buzzed the area uh a teacher got a photo which is very hard to track down but i've got a copy of it um and i just think like same thing but how do you know if it was aliens right i think maybe it was just they were testing the tech or you know maybe some did come in and they kind of like got out of control and like here's the crazy fucking conspiracy theory right which um i actually came up with or not came up with but i haven't heard anyone else say it I was like, I started digging deeper. I was like, okay, something happened there, right? So if something happened, 
people knew, right? Okay, who knew? Let's go look at who was the head of, you know, security defense and all these kind of things at around about that time, right? And then let's go look to the top, the people that probably get briefed on stuff like that, right? Who was the prime minister, right? Guess who the prime minister was? Uh, Harold Holt. Okay. Harold Holt. And that was in like March or April that year. And he went missing in about November that year. They've never found him. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I know it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty loose, but like I was like, whoa, man, people knew. And I'm not saying that's what happened to him, but do you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, yeah, something, yeah. I don't know, man. There's, here's the problem, right? The other thing is we could talk about all that shit forever, right, and bore people. But the problem we got now, I reckon, is that we've got this thing where like deep fake is so good, right, that they could fucking roll aliens out on the fucking 7 o'clock news. And like how would you know? Yeah. How do we yeah, know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, yeah, that's been the whole thing. Oh, whole time about any footage though hasn't it is that you know there's well, always even a like the tic tac and you know these things that defy gravity there's plenty of good footage right backed up from several sources rah 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 you know the nimitz all that kind of stuff and like well who's to say like if you go read like if you get right into tesla especially but also einstein and a few other guys right they actually say that all these things are possible mm-hmm Right, like theory, like you know, even bending gravity waves. Right, Albert Einstein basically said, "I can save you the time reading all these papers." <laughs> he basically says it works in theory, but I don't think you'll ever see it in reality. Right? Well, it was only mm-hmm. 2012 they first detected them. It was actually off the northwest coast of like WA, up north here where I live, and that's the first place. And like now we know, oh, actually, you can bend them. You know, so. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's like, I keep changing my mind. But, like, because, like, when you start talking about shit underwater, and like, I don't know, there's a part of me that just goes, you know what else puts me off, right? When the, government, when the government comes out with this, like, you know, where they've had these, the Congress in America has had these, um, you know, hearings where they've got these whistleblowers to talk. There's something about that whole thing, man, that's like, I just fucking smell a rat like my brain immediately just goes to like i mean just well look at their history map right what do we know about the government right what do we know they lie to us right they cover things up and they lie to us until they can use it to their own convenience kind of thing it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know that that it just feels like a bit of a i don't know a bit of a show like a bit of a but i can't figure out what but yeah, something about the whole thing, man. It's fucking yeah. Yeah. Oh well. well I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, look, and like I go from caring to like not caring because like, and the thing is too, right? I work by myself, so I get plenty of time to think and 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 all that kind of stuff. And you know, and I, you know, I think what actually would happen, right? I actually think if we if it was proven tomorrow that here though i don't think too much would change right i don't think it would freak people out as much as people think because look what's happened already right the other thing is most religions right have room for aliens in their beliefs because a lot of people say oh it's going to fuck religion and eh, i don't think so like people still keep believing that shit anyway you know one implication that it could have is that you know through this whole process we could actually find out where we really come from that's mm-hmm. that's possible that could yeah. change that could change like a lot of stuff especially for mankind but yeah i don't know it's like it does my head 
I'm trying to think about it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's fun to think. No, so yeah, good, and then what about your last year, man? It's been pretty fucking big, eh? Africa, and then where? What else? Finland, Latvia. I was trying to think. Yeah. Too, what else? Me too. I went to the UK and did some munchak hunting. They're pretty crazy little deer. Oh, yeah. Those little things. Yeah, they've got uh, antlers and fangs. Well, you know, whatever you want to call them. What family are they in? Like a... Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. They're a little deer and they're pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure what family they are in, mate. I think they're probably their own little subspecies of the, of the deer thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but they were, um, oh, they were fun, fun to stalk because they're so small. Yeah, um, okay. I, I have this thing, and I don't know. I, I really can't tell you why, man, because of all the small game shooting I've done. But if a species is small, I kind of like automatically write them off as being a challenge, which I it just has, absol- it has absolutely no logical basis at all. I just don't take them seriously. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this will be like easy, small little animal, you know. Uh, but I tell you what, they were a lot of fun because they are so small. They uh, hide behind every bush like really, really well. And, um, yeah, you know, they're small. quite active. They're, they're quite an active uh, deer species too. So it was really fun to stalk. So, yeah. Is that enjoyable. because um, did you just not like it because smaller is harder generally with, that, with game? No, um, I find small easy because oh, like really? I've shot. Yeah, heaps of rabbits well, and possums and stuff bored like that. And what's that? Sorry. Maybe. Well, you're bored yeah, maybe. I just, I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a, yeah, I don't know, a mental thing, right? Like, yeah, uh, the bigger the animal, the more challenge or something, maybe. But that doesn't really make sense in a lot of ways. Well, I, no, I, I, of, I hear what you're saying because I was actually thinking about this a little bit the other day, right? Like, why are big fish just so fucking impressive? It's like. Well, it's because, like, you know that fish is, like, close to the end of its life. It's lived a long life. It's big. It's impressive. You, when you when you look at one of those little munchat things, like, you probably can't tell if it's, like, an old one or not. They're all, like, roughly the same size. <laughs> and yeah, small. well, so, yeah, size-wise, right. Yeah, you're right there with that. But, the yeah, fish is a good thing. I see, and I still don't get it. Like, you see people in America posing with, like, a freaking four-inch fish, and they're like, yay. And, you know, like growing up in New Zealand, saltwater fishing, like, you know, that would be bait or yeah. a bag of the water yeah. or something. We wouldn't even yeah. bother writing home about that one. And yeah. so it's kind of really weird. But then the more you look into it, it's because of the challenge that fish presents. Like, you know, yeah, that might, not be, might not be a big fish, but it's hard to catch it. So it's a, you know, just a different mindset I had to get into. Yeah, and it's funny, but like in saltwater, like big game guys like Marlin and those kind of guys, you don't tend to end end ever see those guys end up like trout fishing or brim fishing, you know. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like guys will go the other way, like, you know, plenty of brim fishermen will go like, you know, Marlin fishing just like a couple of times a year, whatever, just to, you know, get uh get scratch the itch. But yeah, it's a weird thing, eh? The size thing. Yeah. Well, it was like I mean, I think I've told you, I did quite a bit of fishing in my early teens, like saltwater stuff off rocks. And I was going lighter and lighter gear because I, I realized that it doesn't really matter the size of the fish. It's more about the gear that you've got fight. that makes that, that makes the fight, you know, makes the fun. Yeah. That's, so, fun. That's um, funny because my fishing career was kind of the same. Start Started off sort of light and then went heavy and then went back, went light. Yeah, I mean, it's much more fun and like having to, to play yeah. the fish kind of as the enjoyment of it. If you just 
not just that, I mean, man, like, more bites, more bites. Because like four yeah. pound, like I can guarantee you, right, if you and I go to a random estuary here, right, um, yes. and you throw 20 pound and I throw four pound, I will mm. get more fish. I'll get more bites. Oh, 100%. Hundred yeah. percent, and like that was one thing I really enjoyed doing was stray lining in uh, tidal estuaries. Like, yeah. uh, there's this one place in Golden Bay you would go, and uh, Golden Bay is like insane for tide movement. Like, it goes out about a kilometer in the yeah, I know. Uh, the place. The, I've seen photos, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so the estuaries there are really cool because you get oh about half an hour before high tide, and then half an hour after the water's quite calm in these estuaries. So it's kind of a good time to fish in there because all the fish come in and eat. And then yeah. on the way out, that's when you can like just cast a stray bait out and the car will just like usually smoke them like a half pilchard or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it was, it was a really good fun, you know, because you're the, the lines like float on top of the water and then you just see it wham, go like tight, you know, boom, yeah. and you're on it. Really, really good fun. So you yeah, forget about those crazy New Zealand tides. Yeah. But it's not like that everywhere, you know. It's just because no, the certain, uh, yeah. I don't even know how you say that. The, the even landscape's so flat, you know that. Even yeah. Auckland's got pretty big tides. They do some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like even where I live, it's moderate. It's like mostly about a meter, meter and a half. But mm-hmm. you go like four hundred k south or north, and there's like another half meter, meter on top of that. And then if you go like a bit further north, like oh yeah, you're talking like. Four, four, six meters. Like, yeah, it's crazy, crazy time. So, yeah, so actually, I wanted to ask you about Africa, man, because like, I was going to say, well, first of all, before we go there, what what's what's been the highlight of your year? What's the, so been far? the one thing? Yeah, since since we talked last time, so the year, you know, the year since we've done the last <laughs> podcast. What what's been the like? You know, this has, this has been a really tough year financially. Like, um basically just scraping by at the moment on, on everything because of like, you know, deciding to run a hunting business just when the economy is so bad, like it is, no one's got like money to spend on hunting basically. Yeah. And my business plan, because I come from New Zealand was to try and make like team up with people where you could do affordable bow hunts. Um, You know what I mean? Because hunting in Europe is pretty damn expensive. Uh, But the thing that, kind of has hurt me about that is that those people are the ones that don't have any money at the moment to spend on hunts uh and i kind of start to wonder if they really ever do have money to spend on hunts like from what i see here a lot of them rather you know they're just people that buy which is nothing wrong with this right there's not a bad slate but it was me i misinterpreted the thing it's like they'd rather buy beer and you know, drink yeah. every weekend and save money to go hunting or they'd rather buy a new bow than actually go bow hunting. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like different priorities. And so like, yeah, I think I, I have so. aimed, I've aimed my business at the wrong people. And then on top of that, I mean, they, they do exist like, because I aimed it at myself, basically. Like I wanted to get someone like myself who, who loves hunting, but doesn't have a lot of yes. money and they can still do it. Yeah. So there are those people out, and I've met some great people, uh, and and they appreciate it. But that, and then with the way you know the live cost cost of living is insane at the moment everywhere. No one, yeah, just no one's got that much money. So yeah, yeah. it's been it's tough been pretty time. tough. And like I was talking to 
friend in uh, Finland who does this as well, but he's been doing it like 10 years or something. And I was just asking him, he says, and, and he has had no new customers in the last year. No new yeah. customers. So he's like super lucky that his established clients that don't care about money, they're very well off and they don't need to worry about, you know, day to day, can they afford their groceries kind of thing for the week. So yeah, it's just kind of bad timing with that. But yeah, so so that's like, I have that pressure the whole time on me at the moment. Like it's not a nice feeling having a family trying to bounce from paycheck to paycheck you know what i mean like just yeah oh yeah i, I bought up that cart before <laughs> yeah and, and what is it what do they say like you know stealing from peter to pay paul or whatever just that's kind of what it feels like the whole whole time you know money comes in from one thing but you gotta use it to pay the other bills and then you yeah. know yeah so but it's been great like me personally i have um developed insanely this year with my my filming and my editing and everything like that and i finally kind of like the biggest thing uh and i know this is gonna sound really weird but if anyone's listening to this and you want to do hunting or filming or whatever content from the start do what you want to do like this year was the first year i went fuck it i'm just gonna edit videos how i want to edit them because previously you know you watch other channels and you watch what the industry is doing and you think okay this is what people want to see but this year (laughs) because i've always been a bit more funky like some of my earlier videos i put a little bit of hip-hop and stuff in them which is really strange for hunting videos like it doesn't work but the way i edited it like it was kind of fun like so instead of like there being a uh a drawn out stalking sequence you can use the beats to kind of like fast forward through the the stalk a little bit and stuff edit points yeah so i went points. yeah so i went back to that this year and like everything i've done has been with a bit more funky and upbeat and high energy rather than rocky or country music or you know all that other fucking stereotypical stuff and i finally getting noticed by brands that are um <laughs> you know actually wanting to work with me properly so that's really good i got like i can't i can't talk about a lot of stuff but hopefully next year um i have some pretty exciting full-time hunting uh uh what do you want to call it opportunities plans there we go. Yeah. So, yeah so and you know like Upgrading my camera to that Fuji film, that's really helped as well. That finally yeah. the quality's where I want it to be. The camera yeah. started overheating, which isn't good, so I need to might need to send it back. But yeah. um yeah, because that sucks really bad. Oh, <laughs> can't even run man. it for like fifteen can't even run it for like fifteen minutes without turning off at the moment. So something's gone wrong with it. But uh Well, yeah. there's a bit time packed there. First of all, can I say a few things? Um yeah, oh, man, I'm so glad I heard you say that. Here's a weird thing about it, but right, and I just figured it out listening to you. People tell us, right? People can tell us. That. I'm not saying anyone did tell you that, right? I'm thinking more about myself. Make yes. the content that you want to make, right? But it's yep. not until you do it and then realize and experience it and kind of live it yourself, then you realize, ah, you know what? Fuck it, because like. I, w- I went through exactly the same kind of thing. And, like, I've been trying different bits and pieces for years, thinking, like, oh, this is, this is you know, how do I get, like, a bit of traffic? How do I get – and, look, 
there are other things like i got a lot of fishing content i could put out there and i'll be instantly good but you know yes. i was kind of like with the other stuff and i was like yeah what i and i tried a bit of streaming and i realized no one cares you know what i mean and a few other things mm-hmm. and then i just came to like you know what do i like this is what i love i love doing man right i love talking to people like you sitting down just like good conversations with free thinkers mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just do a podcast because like, that's what I want to do. And hopefully, because I came to a point where I realized, yeah, you know, just do what you want to do. And it's like, you know, I had another guy, a friend of mine who's a content creator, and he's gone alright. He's built up a bit of a following, and he put a post up the other day saying, oh, you know, what do you people want to see? And someone had to post up and say, dude, just make what you want to make and, and we'll follow kind of thing, you know. So yeah. I kind of find it interesting, but it's not until – and, like, I don't know if anyone – Pardon me, ever did tell you that or not? But, you know, the other thing is I wanted to say is, like, you're in the grind phase, and, look, you know it. Um, but sometimes Dude. the only reason I'm Dude. telling you that is because sometimes you need to hear someone else, like, hear someone else tell you, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I've, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I hope I never have to show them, but, like, a couple of times I've got some messages to my wife, and I was like, maybe it's time to just fucking knock it on the head and go back to trying to get another job you know and then a little thing inside my head says nah just fucking keep going a little bit longer just keep going a little bit longer you just know just think and- about all the things that you learned in the last year that you just told me as well you know you got better at editing and like anyone who's watched your videos like knows that too and like man you know they're they're, they're pretty good now and when i say pretty good like um that probably lead me into like a, a little bit like on the, on your um africa trip right like um there's only there's only i don't know i was thinking about this right because i'm as you know i'm a pretty deep person right there's let's go i'm going to go for i thought about this five or ten moments a year that i watch on people's videos right where it really makes me go like holy fuck kind of like a real mm-hmm. like moment you could remember man and on your mm-hmm. africa trip when you were uh, when you were sitting uh, out there, and those two fucking rhinos, oh yeah, <laughs> walked in like, dude, like, and here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not going to understand it because I'm, I'm coming from a film creator point of view, right? That's really hard to do. Oh, dude, it's, really it's like hard to make the. Per- and dude, I lived it with you, man. And honestly, it was like holy fuck like i should have done a reaction video <laughs> the first time that i watched it and it was just like man i mean tell me about that because like it was it was just like i finally so, realized right two fucking trucks just walked into your camp <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? like, man they're huge animals they eh? i mean like i was sitting there like so if you look there's like um water is like gold in africa right so if yeah, there's a natural course. water source if there's a natural water source they'll build the the banks up to try and capture more of it and so that's kind of what you're looking at as the rhinos come over the top of that yeah. bank oh yeah and on okay. top of, and on top, yeah. yeah and on top of the bank there is a road for a, for a four by four obviously because you know that does get full of water yeah. um and uh yeah and then i just look around i'm like holy shit there's some rhinos and i'm like Dude. oh holy shit they're coming my way and then i'm just like you know i'm in this tree that's max five meters tall it's about ooh, maybe a foot through in the base maybe a little more than that you know yeah and yeah. i have some uh photos i didn't get video of it but i'd seen them a couple of days before like rubbing these trees and you know oh. 
Oh, yeah. They would have, like, I'm tied into the tree, so I was never going to come flying out of the tree, but it would have been a wild ride if it had. You know, there's just so many of these things coming through your head, and oh, I still man. think that was only a small percentage that would have ever happened. That but it been, still goes, all I was thinking it still is goes like, your head. Oh, <laughs> man, 100%. All I was thinking is, like, that could have been anything. Yeah, and like, and they have um, fuck. they have well, I mean, let me get um get, I mean, because that wasn't even the wildest uh, stuff, but the uh, they have really bad eyesight too, the rhinos. Um, yeah, so, of course, but there's something yes. about that. And pre- the other thing is, man, like I know this sounds stupid, right, but you lived it. Yeah, like rhino is walked up on you while you were hunting in Africa. Yeah, well, like I- just did, did you pinch yourself, like? Oh, yeah. And like I was thinking, because, you know, I'm there like trying to see if saddle hunting is work, you know, can work in Africa. Yeah. You know, even on my social media when I announced that, someone was like, there's no trees in Africa. I'm like, uh, you know, there are trees. Oh, yeah, but they're all just full of thorns and stuff. And I'm like, uh huh. All right, then let's see about that. And yeah, sure, there are some trees of thorns in them, but it's plenty of big trees you can climb over there. Um, So, but yeah, anyway, and, uh, I th- I don't know anyone else that's got footage like that. That's the other cool thing Mate, about it. It know? was it was wild, man. And like honestly, it really like oh, I, I I felt it, man. I felt like I was there with you. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah, you don't it's... get that. You don't get that very often from video. That's what I mean. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a hard thing to do. It was just like oh man, that was so cool. And then I'm like. Some little dude, some little Kiwi dude was fucking hunting in Africa. And like, yeah, what were you going to say? What else What else was the wildest shit then if that wasn't the oh, wildest shit? Uh, so leopards. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so, tell us about that. So, so most people don't see any leopards. I saw three. And um, we found quite a few of their kills and stuff like that. And oh, we're yeah. hunting in this river basin. And so I'm up in the tree in my saddle uh and knowing that there's leopards in the area there and like you're tied into the tree right if yeah. one comes down like what are you going to do like have you seen them climb yeah. trees like oh, if, well, if it's like question. i was gonna if ask it's you. like hey if they, look at that tasty fucking pinata in the tree for me and it's nice they tied it into the tree for me <laughs> and then it just comes up there and has a gnaw on you and you're like you can't do much about it like Dude, would you, cats you know the million dollar question would you put a shot in it and he, i don't reckon you would have time eh? they move like uh, i mean from what i got told right they don't actually look up in the tree so much for for food so they will be in a tree uh, yeah. to look down but from what i got told is if you stayed still and as long as they didn't well if they smell you they will run away most of the time actually but uh yeah, yeah like it has to be the old ones with well it doesn't have to be but it's more often the old ones with bad teeth and stuff that attack the humans so, so that's kind of like, gris- that's kinda like so- grizzlies because they People think a lot of them they attack, but it's generally the kind of like the older ones, the sicker, or the, the mums, a babies. bit more desperate. Yeah. Or yeah, if you just fucking do some yeah. kind of dumb shit and walk up on them, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like statistically, you're quite safe there, but there's still leopards wow. in the so area. So you saw three. What kind of size are we talking? Uh one was a younger male, and I think they said. It was, oh, man, I'm trying to remember now. I have photos I can send you of it, actually. It ran across the road in front of us when we were just yeah, driving. Cool. And uh, we stopped, and it, it, lay, it had laid down in these leaves, like 
maybe we couldn't see it kind of thing. But I guess I got some photos and some video of that. That was pretty cool. Um, and then we saw two at nighttime. So, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And like, tell, cool. tell me about that. Did you just, they come up on you? Because you don't hear them, eh? So one time, no. So one time we are doing predator calling with, with uh, Tim Wells, actually, and we're trying to get, um, you know, other predators in. And um, oh, yeah. we're scanning around. Like, oh, so they, they have the electronic calls. Um, oh, yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, also baby calf dying. Man, I've been using them stuff. in Australia on foxes for years. Yes. And they work really good. Even, you know, cats. Cats yes. will come in on them too. Sorry to yeah. cut you off. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, so we're trying to get like jackals or something like yeah, that. Okay. You know, something yeah, okay. Something doesn't really need any permits. Correct, yeah. And anyway, so nothing comes in. The call, we turn the calls off. Guide stands up. Flicks his big light on and um, does a 360 and he goes, holy fuck, leopard. And there was a leopard in the bush about 40 meters. Well, it wasn't even in the bush, in the riverbed behind us, about 40 meters away, just looking at us. And, <laughs> and like, it had come. It knew we were there because it had come uh, downwind of us. And so uh, yeah. that's why it was just standing there looking at us probably. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty insane. And then another time we yeah. were driving around um, looking for bunnies, and same thing, flashlight on. There's another leopard there. This was a really like small one. It was um, a, a very young one. Like it was probably oh only I can say only only a meter and a bit long, meter and a half long maybe. So, so they're um, just being curious, really, eh? Yeah, but the the weird thing is, is like none of them seemed that spooked. None yeah. of them did. So, yeah, and, and like the PHs are saying that like a leopard won't usually just attack, okay? But if yeah. they are wounded, if they're wounded, then they will almost, I mean, this is only the PH words, not mine, but then they'll almost certainly attack. Like if you uh, if you wound them and they are waiting for you somewhere, you of know what course, I mean? Yeah. That's when it's the most animals. dangerous thing. What but, is the uh, most dangerous thing out there when you hunt? Hippo. Hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah they can kill the most people. Yeah, uh, I just wondered year. whether there was something else like because that's obviously they're associated with water. Is that right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but yeah. They, they'll come out on the land too. There's actually mm. one of the guys I went with. That he showed me a video of the previous year. He dad shot a baboon on this orange pile, and they went down to collect it. Um, and he's got his cell phone out, and he's doing like a pan around. Uh, showing the guys walking up, and then they go to get the the baboon, and they get back in, and then he's looking at the footage later, <laughs> and in half the pan around, there's a fucking hippo in oh. the bushes there looking at them. They didn't even see it. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh man, that's scary shit. Yeah, they will fuck you up. Those things. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't yeah. eat you. Like, like they're, they're they just, just fucking kill you. Aggressive, yeah. defensive, isn't it? It's, Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's all they are. It's just a, a very territorial, you know, eliminate the threat before it becomes a threat kind of yeah. thing. So. so what area were you exactly? Whereabouts were you? Um, so I was in two spots this year, Messina um, and then, um, oh, my gosh, um, not all days. Lepalali was the second area that I was close to. It's like obviously that those are the closest kind of towns or areas yeah. that we're in. So we're yeah, but it's they were both on like the Limpopo River. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Hey, do you want to hear some completely fucked up stuff? <laughs> yeah, like go. like like South Africa. I enjoy it because it's like 
kind of the wild west still, right? Yeah. Um, there are laws, but there's not laws. And like death in Africa is just normal. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. understands death more than anyone in Africa, I would say, or, or, or maybe some other countries too, like, you know. But um, so one thing that some people have told me that they – they do because uh, the Limpopo River is massive. So when it rains in like the other countries, like it collects a whole bunch of water and then basically you just get a tidal wave can come down the river. Right. So, yeah. uh, so they get the call that this is happening. Uh, obviously, so farmers can move their stock or whatever else, you know, no one's in the area. Um, but they, quite a lot of them go and sit on this bridge to watch this happen because it's kind of a uh, mm -hmm. pretty magical, natural thing to watch too, you know. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of casualties with this event and basically there are people there that count how many bodies come down the waterway as well. Um, yeah, apparently so it just... Body counting comp. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sad, really. Like, especially if you're a parent or whatever. But these people that were oh, telling me yeah. about it, yeah, people that are telling me about it, that they weren't parents. And like, I think if maybe you remember it too, like before you were a father, you laughed about some fucked up shit, probably because you didn't have that connection. Oh, uh, to it. yeah, I know. You, you know mean. what I mean? And as soon as you have kids, it, like your whole mindset changes. So yeah, I was yeah. quite sad listening to it all because you become more empathetic. Yeah, Africa oh. really is. And look, you know, we're so lucky, really, where we come from because you know. And don't worry, it's not lost on me. And sometimes you go down the you know the YouTube uh, rabbit hole watching yes. African videos and stuff, and you just realize like fucking hell, man. Life's cheap over there, buddy. I mean, and like South Africa is not. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's do you think so it's just because this is how it's always been? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like that's, it's a, a that's, cultural thing. Well, uh, I would say more too that it's literally just always been more raw there. Like you think about even before, um, before humans got there, right? Mm. So what is it like? You know, oh. Jim, you know, I don't know the names of them, but I got eaten by a tiger today. Not a tiger, there's no freaking tigers there, but a lion, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, he got bitten by a snake. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you're just living in death there. Like, everything yeah. is, like, like, like Africa is the prime. There is no life without death place. So, but, he, but here's the weird thing. So, really, because I kind of agree with you, right? But based yeah. on that theory... People yes. disregard their own safety based on what their ancestors did. Like, yeah, well, this is this is the thing. I, no, it doesn't. There's a lot that doesn't make sense about it, right? So, like, I'm I'm guessing. Um, okay, let's take the bodies in the water thing. Like, those people probably don't have the information that the rains that 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 water's coming, right? So they get yeah, okay. collected, yeah. caught out. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but, then you, see, but like, you see a lot of dumb shit too. Like, you know, yeah, when you, you said the bridge, right? I thought, oh, they're going to get washed off the bridge because you see no. stuff like that sometimes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, but but then so then well, let's back up a little bit. Then, I mean, this is like I don't understand where the disconnect happens because surely their ancestors exactly. knows this happens once a year. This is what I don't get. I don't see where the disconnect is. I've been yeah, thinking so, about it a lot lately because right because like. You know, we could talk about, like, because I listen to a lot of Rogan, right? Like, pretty much all of them, right? Plus a few others, Lex and that, right? And, like, 
man, it could like seriously depress you, like the things I actually know about how the world really works, right? And then I was like, mm-hmm. you could get all caught up in that, you know? And then I was like, you know what? Somehow we just got to cut to the chase because this like, even this political system, right, the way we elect people and it's a popularity contest and all this, right? Somehow we got to, as a human race, I reckon we got to figure out a way to just fucking evolve to the next level. Do you know what I mean? Because so much yeah. of this shit that we're doing now is just not working. It's yeah. But, but like, I, I'm, this is going to sound really bad too. Like, let's, I'm, I'm saying this removing myself as a living person. Does it make sense? So the other thing yeah. about Africa, right, is that it's always been survival of the fittest. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, and this is going to sound really terrible when I say, but people washing down the river is kind of that. That makes sense. Like, like, you know, like, yeah. We, me and you and whoever else, doesn't matter who you are, aren't as smart as we are now. Be, like, it, does that make sense? Like, we're only this smart because our ancestors were smart. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, look, and I understand you know, this getting, is weird, but. They're getting desensitized to it as well because they're seeing. What's that, that sorry? You that, know, just, oh, just in Africa in general, right? Yes. Like, how often do they see death, right? Yeah. Probably there's not a person there that doesn't see it like regularly, right? Whereas like here, you know, it would freak people out. Like you see, even when people see dead bodies, sometimes they freak mm-hmm. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's um, just a weird thing, isn't it? Like, it's just got to be cultural. It's all I can kind of figure out. It's just yeah, but but it. then the other the other thing too is is like, I mean, culturally wise, you're right. But um, you know, how many and it does happen. People drown and stuff. But how many? families in australia or new zealand let their kids play by the water unsupervised yeah exactly yeah good point no one <laughs> do you know what i mean like this is like this is yeah, where i, I don't understand going, about yeah. and, and like people will say common sense is common but like i don't know maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's just a whole different thing i mean kids oh, I kids get led yeah kids get like, led astray easy too so so when i was up fishing arnhem land which is basically the very top of Australia. It's as far north as you can go, right? You go to Darwin, then you get another smaller plane and you fly for like a couple of hours, like, you know, right out to a thing. Then you get, uh, you know, a car an hour, like out to this place. Like it's fucking remote. There's nothing out there. And like the Aboriginals that live out there, right? Like they still let the kids like swim in the river, right? Mm-hmm. And like every year, man, one of them gets taken. You know, Um, and like sometimes it's an older person too, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, you know, like, and don't worry, like white people, you know, they get taken as well. But yeah, they just seem to have this kind of, I don't know, relationship with the land somehow. That's kind of just an acceptable loss. Yeah. And like, and I just want to make clear too, is like, I'm just generalizing here. I'm I'm actually not trying, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm I'm not racist. I'm just trying to look at like, um, Like, I know exactly the, what you're saying. Don't worry, we won't get a warning on Spotify. <laughs> no, it's it's not even that. I just want to clarify, too. Like, like uh, all I'm trying to do is have a look at a what do you want to call it? Critically think about the situation that I'm talking about. Like, why does it happen? That's all yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah, look no, at it. Look, man, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Don't worry, that yeah. that exact thing, and I can't yeah. really come up with any other reason other than that's just how it's been done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and it just. It's weird. Hey, tell me some. Tell me something else about Africa. Mm. People don't know unless like you've been there like that, because I figure there's uh, got to be more stuff like that. 
what well, so what what well that's kind of like a weird okay so What's, i don't know what happens that you don't really kind of like expect so know, some things that are very true sadly about africa that i've just seen is that um things aren't very safe especially in south africa uh, like yeah. a lot of people carry handguns and stuff around. And if you just drive around, there ain't many places in the world that have 14-foot-high fences with razor wire and electrical stuff on top of the walls and people still manage to get over it to come and rob you at gunpoint. So, and one of my favourite games to play with South Africans is you say, oh, your country is pretty dangerous, say. And then they'll say, nah, it's not that bad. And they'll say, oh, actually, but. And then the the story that comes after the... Uh, actually but is always horrific and like you can't fault them for that right like if you didn't detach from how dangerous it is you'd go in fucking insane there yeah you'd be a paranoid mess and so like it's just it's a coping mechanism ah it's not that bad and then they go oh hang on but like like um, and like you know what it's (laughs) like in this day and age like it just i mean i'm i guess maybe it's just like um you know, privileged uh, one eyesight kind of thing. But, you know, it's just kind of amazes me that places like that still exist. Like, just there's people just haven't figured out how to at least be semi-civil. And look, Australia's not perfect either, but, and neither is where you are, you know, but it's fucking a lot, yeah, a lot, but lot better. It's it's just like South Africa's super corrupt now too. It's, it's pretty sad. Um, I mean, for like the classic one that's going on at the moment is they have load shedding. And again, everything I'm telling you now is just what I've been told. I haven't done independent yeah. research on this, but they load shedding because they don't have enough power in South Africa. But yeah. the government is still selling power to Zimbabwe, I think it is, or another neighboring country. I'm pretty sure it was Zimbabwe. So they yeah. do have that much power. The thing is, is that they're getting money in their pockets from selling the power to Zimbabwe. Yeah. And, you know, it's corruption. You know what? Yeah, it's terrible. And um, the president at the moment is under investigation because there was a worker that went to his farm and he found, I'm just going to spitball here again, like millions of US dollars stacked up in cash in this guy's house. And he can't uh, tell anyone where it came from. He's saying, oh, it's from animal sales because he does uh, animal farming as well. (laughs) You know, but that's a lot of animals to sell. Yeah. So, you know, and that's at the top uh, of it. It's and such then, a hard thing to like, is there any countries that have been really fucked up, corrupt like that and then fixed it? I was trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it's usually a big civil war flip over thing, right? So, yeah. but, and, and then like another thing is uh, the, when, um, when uh, COVID was happening, uh, one of the, I think it was a lady made buying smokes illegal. You weren't allowed to buy cigarettes, okay? Yeah. And her sons uh, have the biggest black market of cigarettes right. in Africa, okay? And the president, the president turned it back around and said, "No, you can buy cigarettes; it's fine." The next morning, she went back out on TV and said, "No, it's still illegal. You can't buy." cigarettes <laughs> oh my god and it's just like on tv yeah it's like uh, it's crazy so. it is it really is like the wild west eh? but then like you know it's funny because like i just read this book recently um by a young chick here who's a prospector and she's been yes. on tv discovery channel stuff and like 
Well, at the start, right, I thought, oh, 25 to write a book, pretty cheeky, right? Like, talk to me yes. in your 50 kind of thing, right? And yes. then I read her book, right, and halfway through the book, like, the shit that's happened to her out of, like, Kalgoorlie, and we are literally talking about, like, um, heists, theft, murder, dead bodies, like, Japanese terrorist cells testing out fucking, like... It's and I realized, oh fuck, man! Like it really is the wild fucking west, and that's like that's like where I live, the state I live. So yes, yeah, I don't know. It's all relative, I guess. Yeah, it is, and you know, it's such a beautiful country, and they have so many resources there. It's just kind of a shame that it's all gone down the the tubes, really. So hopefully, one day they'll get their shit together. Yeah, but it's gonna. I think something bad is going to happen before that. Oh, yeah. Happens, well, generally, you know. this is what I mean. History yeah. is anyone. I don't know anyone that's fixed it. And look, really, Russia's kind of got the same thing going on at the moment, you know, like, yep. you know, they reckon 70% of all the petrol that goes to the front has been siphoned off to the oligarchs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. killing it. They're making heaps of money. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. But, yeah, it's such a weird, I don't know, Africa. It's like it's got this – um I don't know what you reckon. It's got some kind of like Neanderthal draw about like wanting to go there. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like. It's, dude, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm a, like pretty addicted to it. Like, you know, when I first went over there, you probably see my videos, I didn't really want to go over. Like I had no interest in it. I just went over yeah. because I was starting the bow hunting business and people like bow hunting there. So I found a guy I'd been chatting to who was uh had a, a, they call them farms over there. Um, and he wanted some more bow hunting clients. So we chatted, chatted, chatted. And then I went over and I always check the place out and go hunting and make sure that it's, they're not a bunch of clowns of before course, I send yeah. clients over. And um, yeah, and that was uh, just over a year ago. And I have been on three safaris since. So, so you know, in love with it, eh? dude, it is like if I was, if I'd found South Africa when I was younger, I would be over there now. Wow, is, really? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, 100%. So it's, you could, because I was going to ask you that before, right? Say you're just like a slightly overweight, middle-aged man like me, middle-aged white man. You know, yeah. where where can you live there that's kind of like safe, but you could just do your thing on your block, hunt, be subsistence, you know? Is there places you could do that? Do you mean like in the city or do you mean like or in the just, country? Just or anywhere mean, in Africa, you know? Well, hey, listen, it's like everywhere, right? People do live there fine. Does that make yeah. sense to you? It's yeah, like, like you know, people people that go, oh, Australia is so dangerous with the snakes and spiders. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, but there's millions of people that manage to live there fine. So what you're so, saying is don't live in the city? <laughs> I, th I think so, yeah. But then there's the farm murders too. But oh, everybody, yeah. everybody oh, says true. that – everybody that I've talked to says that farm murders happen to the assholes, the ones that treat the staff badly, that don't pay them. You know, and, and and they say that like they're well organized things. It's not a really? it's not a random thing. Like, mm, you know, okay. there's a reason that they happen basically. And I sure, maybe there's been a couple. Maybe there's been a couple of random ones. I'm never going to rule that. Yeah, out. of course. But hey, that yeah. happened to you too. Um, yeah. I knew a Zimbabwean farmer farmer who got out like oh, probably 20 years ago. Now he kind of saw shit was getting rough, and he came yes. and moved to WA, got into mining, 
basically, or transport for mining. Yeah, yeah. But, it's oh, going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because there's a lot of South Africans that have moved to Australia and New Zealand, and so like, oh, man, if Earth is if cool. any of you guys, yeah, and, and like, I mean, I'm always open to being corrected too. So if any of you guys are listening to this and you're like, man, that guy's full of shit, or he got told the wrong information, you know, <laughs> or this is my perspective on it then like i don't know they can leave a comment somewhere for you just yeah. to or if they want to go bow hunting hey that's before i forget that's the thing i want to say before too man you yeah. learn something about your clientele you know and like i wouldn't see it because like i've actually um i've got this thing now as you know right now i had my old midlife fucking you know epiphany and shit right right so i've got this thing right where i try not to dislike anything Mm-hmm. Right. So like what you said before about like a couple of things that have gone wrong. Well, like, yeah, but but now you know what clients aren't really coming. So the yes. way I see it, right, all you did was like, you know, a bit of groundwork. Um, so you're definitely 12 months ahead of where you were like a year ago. I know that sounds stupid, but, you know, and all you got to do now is make a little bit of adjustment, man. Because like mm. one thing I've noticed like with fishing guides too, right, they tend to start out because I know a few and literally all around the world, like I – New Zealand, America, Spain, UK, Japan, Australia. Um, I know guides and they generally start out sort of targeting the like everyday person and they end up targeting like the upper end of the market. Like, yeah. and because and, and two things, you've already figured it out, right? I'm telling you how to fuck a pig really, but, you know, like you know what you're doing and what I mean by that is, you know, like go for the guys that have got the coin. Because the other thing is, a couple of things, man. America, I would say, because I would sheer weight of numbers. Like I did a little bit of research on, you know, guiding and fishing guiding like years ago. And like America, a lot of it keeps coming up in the top markets, you know, to like, and it's mm-hmm. a type of place too where you can spend a little bit of money, but it goes a long way. And those mm-hmm. guys, like that trip that I had at Arnhem Land, right? Um, when I went up there, I was doing a job for a magazine and it was like, man, this lodge where we were staying, right? Like, I can't remember, but like for the three or five days we were there, it was like, it was like a 10 or 15 grand package kind of thing. Like, and there was dudes that just go up there for a week or two and man, and like all these guys were like some guy, I can't remember, but we were eating tea with them every night. Right. And one guy was like owned some shoe company that I'd never even heard of in Indonesia, right? Another guy owned this fast food chain in the US, which was like, I can't even remember the name, right? But I remember looking them up later, right? You'd never even heard of him, Matt. Even if I said the name right, we'd just go, what, right? He got 350 stores in America, right? And like all these guys were like someone, you know, like, oh, this guy was the CEO of hungry jacks for australia and this guy was that and i was like and these dudes man money to them was just like they couldn't care less like it was just mm-hmm. they just wanted the experience and all the rest of it and then i started thinking then like oh yeah these are the types of guys because the other thing is you know i used to paint those sort of people's houses too right and the same sort of thing happened there right they all move in the same circles right mm-hmm. they all party together like oh you know bobby oh what have you just been doing oh i've been bow hunting in africa with this guy fucking this crazy kiwi guy right oh really yes. oh you got his number right right so yeah so i would just say oh man small adjustment in your like you know market targeting and look the other thing is if you do have to go back on the tours right and do all that sort of stuff or whatever. Like, I don't don't ever engage. Not that you will, right? But just in case you do, don't ever engage in that. Like as a negative, right? All mm. you're doing is just topping up. Because I do it all the time too, right? Like, 
my seedlings, heirloom stuff, and that, a few other bits is where my heart is, right? And I can mm-hmm. see with my podcast now too, like, man, I got two and a half thousand followers in one year. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like, you know, no, if, you, if you look at other podcasts, right, I've been looking around. A lot of other podcasts of people that are fucking way more popular than me and way cooler and get way cooler guests, like, and when I say way cooler, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, but I meant like more <laughs> A-list. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I realized what I said after. I said no, that. no, you're right. These guys are further up the tree than me, man. I know where I'm at. Don't worry. No, 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 like, no dude. It's, it takes them a hundred. It takes them a hundred episodes sometimes yeah. to get two, two and a half. So like, I'm pretty happy and I sort of feel like I've got something here. Same thing. I just got to keep grinding it out and like, yeah, do what you love. So man, I, I reckon if anything, man, you've made a good start and look, yeah, sometimes I fall back on the tools, right. And, you know, I do that for a few months and it's good because like, if you have to do it, right, you know, it's not forever and you still know, oh, I got trips coming up or whatever. And I find it's way easier to do if you just have to do it in bits. Whereas like when you're, just like working nine to five back in the day, you know, when you were back in New Zealand cutting down trees, man, it was like there was no view, there was no hope of like of anything else. And actually, it's funny, man. That's why I wanted to, from while I remember, I wanted to ask you real quick. I listened back to our first podcast because I listened to them all back over again, sometimes, mm. a couple of times. You know, something I never realized, right? Was like, I mean, I've had a bit to do with arborists over the years, hired a few to do a few jobs. The one thing that really kind of hit me about that is I never realised is that you're killing trees. Well, not all the time. No, but you it's sort like, of said it in there that like you were kind of sick of killing trees. You were just like yeah. oh, cutting down trees. And I was like, wow, I never really thought that like – I never ever thought about it like that, that it would affect people that are just like – especially because you are kind of like a, you know, you're a mountain man type dude. Like you're of the – you're of the earth, you're of the soul. Mm. And I wanted to ask you about that again. Like, yeah. The, yes. You know, is that did, is that really kind of what just, like if you were to go back and do something else, would it be that or would you go do something completely different? I don't mind uh, doing trees and, you know, I'd still cut cut one down if that's kind of the, the nut and bolts of the answer. But, I mean, like even, you know, when I'm in the wild now putting my tree stand up and stuff, I – like if I have to get a branch uh, out of the way, I will uh, bend it and like maybe crack it just so I can get out of my way. But I won't like try and snap it off. Wow! Unless it's a really? tiny little one. Yeah, because I mean, like you think about it, that branch. Like, sure, it's cracked, but it'll still grow and it'll still give nutrients to the to the tree. You know, wow. and that's so you're thinking well, about at that I mean, micro it, level. Yeah, and there's nothing. Um, you know, it's it's nothing different to like maybe another tree falling into another tree and breaking some branches off. You, do you know what I mean? Like it's actually quite a minimal oh, impact to the tree still. And like, if you look at, uh, I've, if you look at like tree damage, they put up epicormic shoots at the, with the site of the, the damage usually. Right. Yeah. And I always thought of those as like, uh, an IV line or, or something into that area because basically what they're trying to trying to do is generate enough tissue and energy in that spot to fix the fix the gap. And us mm. fucking dumb arborists, because it looks bad, cut them all off. Uh, and like yeah. I I yeah, I mean like there's maybe some arborists here, especially like and I'm just only generalizing here again, but arboriculture in Australia 
maybe I don't want to say this. Yeah, I do. Okay. You guys are not that high leveled. I'm sorry, education wise. Like most of you guys, if you're a lopper, you know, you, you see them called loppers. It's just yeah. terrible. Like, yeah, so, yeah, just... And, and like, I, and like, I went through the New Zealand education system for arboriculture, learned from the best. And then I came to Australia and I had to teach it. And I'm just going to tell you, you guys are fucked. Like seriously, <laughs> your unit standards are a fucking joke. They're a mess. I wouldn't surprise like, me. Like, but, yeah, but the whole thing is, is it's like they've done that on purpose because they need more people in the industry over there. And so if you have a high uh, barrier of entry, you're not going to get those people of through. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, like, because I, I fought the other way around too, right? When I did it, you had to know the full botanical name. Okay, for every tree that you were in and you had to pass yeah. and you do the tree ID and, you know, and then like I stood up in the at an education meeting in New Zealand and I said, the people that are cutting down trees, right, at this, this level, they only need to know the common names within New Zealand. Yes. I said, you don't need to know that it's, you know, whatever you want to call it, la, 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 and it has fucking five points on each leaf and shit because that, that doesn't matter, like, for them. You need the person above them needs to know that stuff. And then he knows needs to know how to write those instructions down to that guy so he knows which tree it is. But yeah. like that that's kind of wasted time in in yeah, for I the see. person that you want for that job, right? So yeah. like like don't get me wrong, and I'm sorry Australians, I love you guys, but <laughs> there you guys have gone way too much the other way. I can't even remember what the like the chainsaw unit was a fucking joke. I don't even think you had to cut anything from memory to get your chainsaw license it was what? something like that uh, yeah yeah i can't remember oh, what it is you man. have to go Doesn't through surprise me australian man uh, like, so maybe i'm listen maybe just a second, maybe i'm talking shit there i can't remember but i took some chainsaw units and i always went above what the unit standard said that you, you yeah. had to do on it because it was so minimal that i didn't feel like they were going to be safe you know at the end of the yeah. day unless i gave them the extra information for it so <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, that's pretty spot out, man. Like, and going back to that micro level, where I mean, I'm fascinated by the fact that you bend the branch so that you don't have to break it. So let me yes. ask this, right? When you do break it, does, does yes, does it ever make you like kind of just feel anything? Yeah, for a split second. Like what? <laughs> I go sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. what I say to the tree. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting this. The reason I asked, right, is I'm getting this weird fucking thing where. I'm a bit the same and I'm like, um, I don't know. I get this weird, it's not, it's, this is the best way I can describe it. It's not a shudder. Yes. It's just like a. It's, uh, it feels like a, a hollow, it feels like a hollowness inside me when I do it, but I move it's, on quickly because, mm. because this is where, again, we're getting, we're getting, me and you are getting too sentimental. It's part of nature. Yeah. Like there's the I fucking tree. People like you are the, so connected to it. That's yeah, why. but does like I mean, like you look at it like the, an elephant or whatever or whatever will rip a whole fucking branch off and eat it, or they yeah. push off, they will push a whole tree over True. to eat the fucking tree. So, like, what we're doing is very minimal in terms of nature's, uh, what do you want to call that umbrella still? So, really, but yeah. but my but the thing is, sorry, just to back up, the only reason I don't like to do that is because in the scale of that tree's lifetime, I'm there for a micro blip. Yeah. So why should I do so much damage to it that it's going to, you know what I mean? Like I have yeah. to, I have to move a branch so that I can make a good shot on a, on a, on a lie on a deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's the trade-off. That's why I'm doing it. And yeah. so I'm like, well, 
you know, hey, I, I still will cut a branch off if I need to, but most of the time I'll fold, try and fold it out of the way or just crack it so I can, it hangs differently. And that is me trying to have as minimal impact on the situation as possible. And like there's arborists out there, you'll see them, they'll go up a tree and there's a there's like a little vertical branch in their way. They'll cut it off so they can get past it to where they need to work. And I always tell them, I'm like, man, you're here for one day in this tree. Like, you know, yeah. just don't be a lazy cunt and go around that. Like you have the, the technology and the skills to yeah. go around that. Just go around it and then go to where you need to go to to do the work. Yeah, it's just a whole doing. Yeah, yeah, it's just a whole different way to think about it. My thoughts tend to be, you said it there as well, about the minimal impact. Because I don't really kind of think about, I do the same sort of things, but I don't think about necessarily the harm. I just think like I'm constantly trying to like minimize my impact in mm. in, in every way. And look, you know, obviously mm. not perfect because I drive a car and live in a house. But don't worry, I'm working on those things as well. And like, yeah, yeah, I think those were, it's, there's something that's connected to our DNA, I think, back to our ancestors. People like you and me, I think it's why we hunt as well, because you yeah. kind of well, realize that that's actually part of the cycle of minimal. Yeah. Well, well, like, I'm actually really like sad for the world because I think it's fucked. I think it's too late. Uh, I hope it's not, but, you know, and I'm kind of worried about it for my, for my kids and stuff. But at the, at the same time as like worrying about it doing me any good. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have my life to live. Yeah, yeah, as, for sure. So and, you basically and, you think humanity's screwed, but you, you can't let it get to you. You kind of well, I don't think humanity is screwed. I think the world's screwed. Like there's two different yeah. things there. Like like nature itself. Oh, you is mean pretty the fucked. planet? You mean the planet's fucked? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. And 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 you know, here's the thing: is like you hear people, oh, it's just natural. Okay, all uh, right, it's natural. But I tell you what, when I was in high school i did really well well in uh, sciences and stuff and they were telling me or us the class when was that that would have been 98 or something like that what was going to happen back then <laughs> yeah. okay and so you can't there's no one here that can sit there and tell me oh this is just happening now you know we can't stop it it's like if that was the case they wouldn't have known that these models existed back then you know, yeah. like like people have been screaming out for a long time that this shit's going to happen. And people say that just to make themselves feel better. Oh, it's just natural. We can't do yeah. anything about it. Boom, instant conscience, you know, gone. And and so it's... Um, I think you do you have know, to be real careful about like, and I'm conscious of it because don't worry, I spend a lot of time, as you know, thinking, reading, listening to stuff. And yes. Yeah, I'm so conscious that like, yeah, okay, you still got to live your life day to day. And like, you know, a lot of these things in terms of the fact, you know, the government's fucking us every day, right? And well, what can yes. I do about it, really? Not much. But actually, it was funny, right? Because when I said that to Lady Liberty, um, so yes. a libertarian that I did, that I interviewed for the podcast, she, mm -hmm. you know, I said to her, what can we do? And you know what she actually said? Well, she said this, actually doing this, having a conversation about it now and talking about things on the podcast that's actually how you do do something about it and look it's only small but you know if you look at all social change that's generally happened over the years that's generally what happens the people start talking you know so conversations about it is 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 a good place to start and then eventually and look you know i actually i tend to be i tend to disagree with you i'll push back a little bit about saying the world's fucked i think well, I was thinking more you were saying humanity, but I actually think that, you know, I, I try and think positive and I think like we're smart enough that, yeah, we're making a few mistakes. But overall, man, like, you know, you think about healthcare and 
all these things like when we're, we're miles better off than we were a hundred years ago. Yep, yeah, this, but you're well, talking about but you're talking time. about but you're talking about humanity. You know, yeah, yeah, about. that's what I mean. Two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, like well, that's why Elon says he agrees with you. He's like, we got to get off this planet. Wow, yeah, I think we should just fucking try and fix it. But yeah, the biggest thing is, is like, is like the people that can change it, they won't. Well, here's a perfect example, right? You just said then, I think we should fix it, right? My mate Corbett, he's not a big Elon fan at all, right? And for the reason, yeah. like, he's spending all this fucking money on Mars and there's all these people starving. How yeah. about, like, let's fix this one first? Yeah. That's what he says. Uh-huh. Well, I'm with you, mate, Corbett, on that one. I think it's uh, yeah. it's weird. And, but the whole thing, right, is like, you know, there are small steps, I I think, that you could take to really just fix the world. I mean, like, and well, people go, oh, really but, what you're doing, the whole hunting thing? Yeah, yeah, but like, like for instance, the one that fucking pisses me off is the amount of plastic that's around there, oh, unnecessary yeah. plastic, okay? For yeah, instance, like, do you guys have the $2 shops oh, in Australia? I fucking get bit. rid of those cups. Yeah, and look, we are get getting we are slowly getting better at plastic packaging, like plastic bags. Man, we've got rid of them, um, and, and the packaging and, is slow. But yeah, here and like, and, oh man, it's and food hygiene. Okay, yeah. yeah, sure. You need to have you need to have good food hygiene. No one's fucking yeah. you know discriminating there, but like the amount of extra wrapping and plastic and shit, and people be, like nowadays believe that you need that, otherwise your food's unhealthy. How the hell do you think everybody functioned before plastic? Yeah, I mean, stuff was put in fucking paper bags, and like I talked, I, I was so lucky to talk to my great uncle and my great granddads about like how they used to do meat and stuff, right? And they yeah. had an outdoor meat locker yeah. with a bit my, of fly my, mesh my on it, one, and they used to. They used to go and cut the maggots off the meat, throw that yeah. out, and cut a cut a piece of steak out of it. <laughs> yeah, my pop had his own like meat safe all growing up, and when I was growing yeah. up, and that was in the seventies and the early eighties, he still yeah. did it all himself. And look, this is part of the reason why I went back to like, you know, because I kind of figured like fuck working, like I mean work tools, right? I know. Like, you mean, yeah. Okay, I still got to pay the bills, but I want to do what I want to do. So then yes. I'm like, right, how do I get the bills down? And that's when I really. Mm-hmm about 10 or 15 years ago, I started getting into like just growing all my own stuff. And then I started realizing like, oh, how much you actually spend. So like red meat, right? I just pretty much stopped buying it. And I made two, I made a decision, right? I either buy it off a farmer or I harvest it. Yeah. Right, that's it. And like I'll buy fish and chicken, but even fish, right? That's actually the thing that I catch the most. Chicken is probably the protein I buy the most. I'm lucky my sister is a sheep farmer, so yeah, you know, I buy half and, a sheep and, off Justin and from, every now and again. From, but, but from mate, what I understand, chicken is a quite a sustainable meat to grow. Yeah, hundred well. percent. And the other thing is where I'm from, right? Like I'm buying them from the farmers market, and I can take yes. them to the farm in the valley and show you yes. them walking around in the paddock. So yeah. I'm not a supermarket chicken dude, you know. So yes, same thing minimal impact. And I either shoot a pig every year or I will, like, buy one from a, like a farm in Wandao a year. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and just, you know, and that's why I got into the farmer's markets too, right, because I was like, oh, I know where all this shit comes from. Mate, when I did all that, Matt, it fucking shocked me, like, how much I got our bill down by. You yeah. Know? And I literally got it down to, like, you know, just kind of like coffee, sugar, marge, and look, still buy muesli bars and stuff for Kai's lunches, shit like that. But generally... 
most of the other stuff it's very small and like it's only you know we only buy tomatoes in in winter kind of thing and even yeah. then so where i am in bickley valley i've got a guy down the bottom of the valley i'm very lucky 500 meters from my house and he's got like a supermarket that he runs out of his property so mm. what and all the properties around all bring their produce there and he's open like three days a week so yeah mm. man i've got my supermarket shop down from like you know, I was spending close to like eight hundred bucks, a thousand bucks a month, and I got that yep. down to like two or three hundred bucks, man. And the yep. other thing is, it just feels better, right? And like, you know, it's going back to like saying how connected we are to our DNA. I'll tell you a funny thing, right? So, you know, I'm sort of like not really famous, but people know me from my fish and WA days, and mm-hmm. I worked as a writer for ten years, right? And I still get a bit of fan mail occasionally. People say. Can you take me fishing? Fucking show me your ways, Master Ira. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, the, what I like to do, right, is I take him down the river, free mantle, normally near the ocean. Saturday morning on a good tide, right? We catch a couple of flathead and we cook them on the side of the river, right? Mm. It's got to be this like sort of running joke, right? Where like their reactions are like, like I've had dudes cry. And they're like, really? Yeah, and I've had like, because you got to remember, right? Most of these guys are office johnnies, right? They don't. Oh, do, right, yeah. They don't do the stuff that you and I do. I'm not taking Matt down there. He'd just be like, oh, you're nice flathead. Like, what are we hunting next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, they're not like yeah. that. These are office johnnies, right? And yeah. like, it blows their mind. And they're like, and I've even had guys right sitting there with their hands between their heads, like shaking their heads, going, what? What's, hap- what's happening to me? What's happening to me? So I give them the whole spiel, right? And I just say, look, man, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This whole fucking living in houses and going to work all day and riding buses and all that shit, man, it's just not what our species is designed to do, in my opinion. And the more you get connected, yeah. and then, like, you get them growing a bit of stuff, and they'll ring you up, right? Like, I've had guys come back to my market store in Calamunda, this is no shit, and say to me, like, dude, like, this changed my life. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, we grew stuff, right, heirloom beet trees, and they started making meals out of it, right? This guy reckons, he goes, man, I quit my job. I sold my house. He's like, that's it. Like, I'm moving to the hills. I'm fucking going off grid. Like, because this guy that I know, right, actually, I won't say who he is, but he's done very well. Like, he doesn't need to work, right? And I said to him, like, dude, how much money do you really need? Like, so he's he's already actually taken off. He goes, oh, he's going to go visit, like, all the permaculture stuff around the world or Europe in particular. But I was like, mate, life's about experiences. It's not about working, like, yeah, like working. But it's isn't it funny how, like, a small thing like that, and you've you've probably kind of bumped into it with your um with your hunters as well. I don't know if you've come across those sort of people yet or not really. <sighs> No, because I think most hunters already have that already kind of yeah. connection. I've definitely had people who have their first bow, bow harvest and stuff, and that's Ooh. a very magic moment. Um, we just did two last week, some Germans actually. Um, oh, so is that the Latvia? In Latvia, what? yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw so, that. Yeah. That's a so, good setup, man. I don't mind that. Like, people will shit getting that setup, but, man, I reckon, like, the more people you get into it, the better, and I just... Yeah, I love oh, it. It's, it's like it's yeah, it's a it's, great it's, it's a great setup. Yeah, but if you, I mean, like if you're someone that is shitting on that, that's actually okay because it's not for them. But you, they need to understand that it has its place egos, within man. hunting. Egos, oh, it's egos. That's right. I it's mean, all it is. yeah, and and, and it's it and is egos it? like like the first thing right is like they see a nice big deer, and they go oh, you know, like a lot of people go oh, 
you know. You're still going to make or, a shot, man. At the well, end it's of the not day, even that. You're still going to It's like, them. oh, I want, you know, I would like to shoot that. And then so they get like a jealousy <laughs> and then they find out where they yeah. shot it. Oh, that's not real hunting. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's it's no. just the, it's the way this people stem. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like a minority, man. Most people are lower. Hey, yeah, and what? and to, to hunt there, sorry, just to to hunt there with bows, it has to be in a fenced area as well. Yeah. So, why are you telling people other. that? In are you telling someone in their own country that they don't have the right to bow hunt? It's like people that say that um, hunting around waterholes is not real hunting. Like, what yeah. the fuck? The waterhole's the first place my pop taught me to go. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're telling the Africans uh, that, uh, you know, they shouldn't be fucking hunting at the watering hole because they... Keyboard yeah, heroes, it's, man. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even that. It's like, especially in New Zealand and Australians, they have this need to be macho, right? Or, like, I used to be poppy. like, 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 here's the classic one, which maybe you never thought about, right? But it's cool to be cold. You're tough if you're cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why do people wear minimal clothing in New Zealand? I don't fucking get it anymore. I used to do it too. Hey, Tasmanians are this kind of the same, man. Yeah, like I was. It's like Tassie once. Yeah, what's right wrong with top, you? Up on the fish what's on the plateau, up on the lakes. It was. Yeah. Mate, I'm kidding you not, right? Like I had three layers on. It was so fucking cold, like it hurt to stand up in the boat. And I was like, yeah. I'd stand up, I'd fish for half an hour, I'd sit down for a bit. And this guy Woodsy was like wearing shorts and t-shirt, like oh fucking. Yeah. Fucking, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know uh, what? Yeah. You reckon that's um, yeah. a bit of tall poppy syndrome, but Australians and Kiwis? I don't know. We seem I don't know. Maybe be, we seem to be good at like just kind of knocking people down. I reckon something about it our is. Culture. It it is. But here's the thing: like, I still don't get it because, like I say, I used to be like that, right? Yeah. And I don't understand it. Why the yeah. fuck would you want to be cold? We have the technology, and clothes aren't that expensive. Like what? What? What about being cold makes you a fucking man? I think it makes yeah. makes you a retard. To be oh, honest, yeah. like, hey, well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I don't know if you've heard over there, but there's been a bit of talk over here about. And look, it's just talk. It's more a currency thing. But there's been talk about Australia and New Zealand like joining up as one currency. Yeah. What do you reckon do. about that? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they've uh, they've talked about it a little bit, but I don't think. The New Zealand public let that happen because yeah. they're too proud. You know, I think like now. like I keep an eye on it because um, like back in last time I went there was whew, let me think two thousand seven, and I was yeah. getting like about a dollar thirty then. But like it's come good and um, yeah. it's about no, I mean, dollar now. Yeah, but I mean, uh, economy economy wise, I think it makes a a lot of sense. Yeah. But the problem is, is I don't think New Zealand's ego will let that happen. Does <laughs> oh, that make sense to you? Well, it's funny because my son asked me about it, said, Dad, what do you think? I was like, the, the first thing I said was, there's no fucking way the Kiwis are going to want to do that with the Aussies, you know what I mean? Isn't it funny? Yeah. We've got this weird relationship. We'd be like, fuck that. We're not teaming up with the Aussies. But like if yeah. someone starts like shooting, we're like, right, yeah. fucking let's go protect the Aussies. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's the it's same weird. thing. It's very strange. Uh, very strange. It's, a nah, it's good. It's good. So, yeah. yeah well, I so mean, what else? What else is coming up then, man? I was going to say, what do you got? To, what's coming up now for you? Uh, so I go back to Latvia on the 29th to do some more guiding there. Oh yeah, is that more? And red, then I red deer or yeah, red deer and fallow deer. And then oh, I have a there, little. Too. Yeah, they do, mate. Yeah, oh, I didn't um, know that. Then. Then we have a little 
then I have like three weeks home, which is fucking amazing because I haven't been oh, home yeah. for three weeks in a long time now. Nice. Um, and I get to catch up on some, a lot of video editing and stuff like that. Um, and then I go to Finland for the November. Um, uh, what am I talking about? For yeah, for for whitetail deer, it should be the rut on the sixth of November. Oh, yeah. We're gonna go over right. there and try and chase some whitetail, which will be fun. Uh, and then I come back from that, and then I go straight to America, mate, for ten days to Georgia. Oh, really? so, nice! What are you yeah. chasing there? Uh, yeah, whitetail and hogs. Oh, so man, so jealous. Yeah, whitetail yeah, in America so... is something like I got to tick it off before I kick the bucket. Yeah, definitely. Man. About it, um, it? I don't know what it is, but I can't even remember how I met this guy. But it was it was online somewhere, and you know he's been inviting me over and over, over and over and over for like three, three, three years now. We were going to go, but then COVID happened, and yeah. um, and uh, I met him at the ATA show last year, um, oh, yeah. and we had a chat and stuff, and. Yeah, he's like, mate, you, you got to come over again. You know, he keeps asking me, and I said, okay, well, this year I'll fucking come over. And it's been like with my funding, like honestly, this is a bit of a YOLO trip, right? But yeah, yeah. this, but I, I the thing That's I was right. talking about, I can't talk. The thing I was talking about, I can't talk about for next year. I kind of have to keep doing what I'm doing now for it to come true. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I'm, I'm in my head, I'm doing the last of my investments with all this sort of stuff to hopefully it pays off next year, basically. But, um. Yeah, so we're going to go over there. It'll be cool. You get two buck tags and 10 doe tags, oh, which really? is insane. Yeah, wow. insane. So um, well, let's yeah, uh, okay. see what happens. Yeah, well, I guess, so. yeah, well, a lot of people will fill those tags, especially if they're like, you know, using it to feed a family. Well, That's what yeah, a lot of and, them do, isn't it? Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But the thing too that I think, like, especially just from my time in PA is that, um, there are a lot of does running around, oh, and yeah. getting, hit, getting hit by cars and stuff like that. So I believe oh. that's L- the like... other thing. Is I heard a thing too. Actually, I heard on Meat Eater, I think it was talking about this. Yes, saying that because a lot of people pass on the does. Yes, they do because everyone's yeah. chasing the big buck. And so all yeah, of a sudden, exactly. you got too many does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's 100%. still such a cool system that I, I like the fact that they can just control that and they can just say, well, okay, we're putting out ten tags, you know. Yeah. This year it'll be ten. Yep. Next year it might be two or whatever. But I really like the American system like that. Well, it's the best success story of hunting conservation in the world. Yeah, basically. for sure. You know, and, I agree. And like this, this is the whole thing that people. You know what I realized the other day, Ira, is that. Hunters battle the vegans and the vegos and all that other stuff, right? They they go toe-to-toe with them. The vegans and stuff are fucking smart, and they just put information out to the public. Yeah, sure, I know what you're going to say. Sure, they shit on people's posts and stuff like that, but they don't actually battle with us. They are very smart, and they just put out yeah. sentimental stuff into the public, and they keep dripping it into there to change their opinions. Yeah. You know what I it just is? fucking worked this out the other day. You know, know what it is, yeah. man? I've been through this whole thing. I won't even get into it now, but I experienced this in the fishing industry, right? And what yeah. it basically comes down to when it comes down to the lobbying, we were getting fucked over hard, right? And it's basically because recreational anglers are the type of people who don't like to send in complaints. Yeah. That's really it. They just don't care enough or they're apathetic. They tend to be chilled, you know, like, oh, she'll be right. And it's literally like 
me and Starlo have had this conversation as well many times. Like, how do we get them motivated? You know, whereas like the commercial fishing industry, because it's about money. Oh, Matt, fucking, they're up and about. They got their shit together. They got paid lobbyists. They got presentations. Yep. They're fucking bombing the public with information. The same yes. thing happens, and it's like almost like our the type of person that we are to partake in this hobby is also one of our disadvantages. We need to be better yep. organized. Yeah, we just want to be left alone, really. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's a hundred percent. We just want to like. Is, yeah, it's so ridiculous that you have to fight for your yeah. right to do this stuff. Money is absolutely insane. I reckon money. Yeah. Does and, and I mean, you asked me before about what is something about Australia, uh, Africa that people don't know, you know, and the shit that you hear from animal rights people is just fucking wrong. I mean, sure there are uh, parts that are suffering. But if I have to summarize it in a nutshell, go and research Kenya and see what sort of fucking state the animals are in in Kenya, yeah. where they had hunting, where they had hunting banned, okay? Yeah. And then you go to the places their hunting is legal, and that there is a group called the Nordic Conservation oh, uh, Club, and they they went around all the farms and said, "Hey, have you got any spare elephants?" Right? <laughs> Let that one sink in for a second. Yeah. And all these farmers have said, "Yeah, we've got ones we need to shoot." Otherwise, you know, we've got overpopulation. And um, so they have gathered about 600 elephants total that they will give away to a Green Party for free and they can manage them however they want. Otherwise, these things have to be shot. They have written to everyone, Ricky Gervais, Sir Roger, yeah. fucking whatever his name is, all these people, Peter, nobody's biting on it. And you fucking know why? Because as soon as they take on 600 elephants they have to admit there's no problem with hunting yeah. hunting generates animals this that is, is the, the fucking bottom line of it the other thing is it's the prohibition effect man like anytime you ban anything anywhere in the world what happens right you just force the price up and you just make it worse yeah yep. legalization it's yeah you're preaching to well, the I converted, mean, but yeah, it just yeah. amazes me, like, why. And, look, my country, I can't say much because, like, you know, I mean, I'm lucky in a position that I know landowners, basically, other than that. Yes. Like, there's nowhere I can really hunt. Yeah. And and if you are a true conservationist, you will understand that there is no there's, – there's, it doesn't matter which species it is. If you have the proper infrastructure, the proper limits and stuff yeah. like that, it can, they can be yeah. managed fine. I mean, like, like if you want if you want rhinos to be saved, uh, le legalize people to sell the horns. And I know yeah. that sounds really fucking weird, but as soon as you make something worth value, people look after it. Like, if you look at, you know what the Markor goat is? A goat, I think it's goat. It's like this big spiraled goat. And I think it, like, uh, I'm trying to remember now, it's like Pakistan or... Kazakhstan or something like that but so there was only 300 of those left 10 uh, 20 years ago sorry yeah and instead of like instead of um stopping hunting on, on them what they did is they put i think it's like three or four tags out every year and those tags are worth a hundred thousand us dollars okay so wow. now what you do we have because the reason they were getting killed is not because of the hunters it's because of all the locals that need food they need you know what I mean? They need the, the yeah. fur and stuff. And so now those locals don't need that because yeah. they are they have a lot of money in their economy now and they and they realize that these animals are worth that much money. So you bet their fucking ass they're looking after them all year round. Yeah. 
So instead of having to farm them to live for their meat, the now they farm them to to get their income properly. And and like there is a place in South, I think it was South Africa again, uh, that has two thousand rhinos in it. Okay, yeah. and he's trying to sell them because he can't, like. Can you imagine how much money it costs to? Uh, to, to, to keep 2,000 rhinos, man. And he apparently, this is what I've only been told again, is that he's been hanging on to them, hanging on to them, hanging on, and hope that rhinos will get, uh, like, become more legalized to, to hunt or to shoot. Them. Uh, like, because the other thing to do is you can cut the horns off and it regrows. It's not like a, a oh, one right. and done thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the one, yeah, like the rhinos that they keep in captivity, they actually cut the, horns off on purpose so if a poacher sees it, it's not worth them yeah uh how yeah, long does that take, take to grow back or that i couldn't that i'm not yeah, i couldn't okay. tell you it grows like nails do you know and, yeah, and like because okay. because, because the only reason it's sharp is because they rub it on trees and stuff right so it polishes yeah. it into that shape like if you look at the base of the horn that's how thick it grows out right. and they're rubbing it all the time into that into yeah. that shape so um yeah so, yeah. Anyway, so this guy's got two thousand. Yeah, and so like if you just said, I mean, like there's a like one of the guys I was talking to, he owns a place, and he says I have a fucking stack of rhino horns in my garage that I can't do anything with. Yeah, it's just from them all getting cut off. You do not need to kill the elephant. I'm uh, sorry, the rhino to get the horn. So if you start selling those horns, yeah. can you imagine how much people would fucking pay for them? You don't need to kill the rhinos. Uh, they get money to be looked after. You know what I mean? And, and like, this is the whole thing that people, oh, you don't want to cut all the horns off. But, like, it's the same with a Marco. You'd probably only need to sell 100 horns a year to look after 2,000 fucking rhinos. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, okay. It's just, ah, oh, man, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, this is where going back to, like I say, when I start talking to people about it, I refer back to the American system. I say, look, really, I reckon, I reckon they've, got, they've got the best thing sorted out. What do you reckon out of anywhere in the world? Yeah, I think so. That's the best. Definitely. Uh, It's quite different as like, um, I like the American system over the European system, but the American system wouldn't work in Europe because of the way the land owners, like there's not really any public land, uh, you know, and all this other stuff. Surely they could just make it law, couldn't they? Well, no, but the thing is, is there's different, it's differences. Like for moose, you still get, for moose, they still do, um, Count, population counts and stuff and they allocate the landowners how many moose are allowed to shoot per year so that yeah. stuff sort of does happen there is still very good conservation here but i mean like the other thing too is is like for instance you might have a farmer with thirty thousand. heck i'm just pulling shit out of my ass here to make the yeah, point yeah. 30, 000, 30 hectares and he's got a bazillion fallow deer there right if he's only allowed to shoot one buck a year that's not going to do anything like no. like hunting in europe is really more about controlling numbers like keeping trying to give a balance where um america is kind of the same but because there's way more people that have access to this lands that's why they have to have the limits lower does that yeah okay they got to manage it more because they got more people and this is where like yeah small population once again it's a disadvantage in some ways yeah that's what happened in australia yeah, so that's that's why like you can't put the same limits on this on the yeah, animal anymore. It just it wouldn't work. So it's a yeah, unique it's a place, place, really, isn't it, America? It's just like this, it's almost like this perfect storm. Beautiful. Oh, mate! Yeah, it's the other thing is Georgia, where you're going, like, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, the scenery is going to be amazing. 
Hey, something I yeah, want to I, ask you. Sorry, go. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Something I wanted to ask you real quick, just before um, you go on that. Going back to Australia, you know how like so most hunting right like in Australia happens. Like I would say, just like you know, for population control, is farmers going out spotlighting, right? Like yes. you know, sometimes we do go hunting during the day, but it's not that common. I wondered, like, is that because you've like now hunted literally like all over the world? Is that like an Australian thing, or is that because like it well, seems like it seems like yeah, ha- hunting everywhere else sort of happens during the day, whereas like here, like we might go for a look during the day, but it's all done by spotlight off the back of a car with a spotter and like a good little team, you know, is that common Mm -hmm. or or is that just an Aussie thing? Well, uh, again, it's like a a needs must thing, right? Like a lot of places you can't, it's illegal to shoot at night. You can shoot a lot of places you can shoot wild boar and fox at night. Um, but you, if you shot a deer under lamps, well, actually yeah, some places no, you can do no. that now too. America. No, no, yeah. And, and, and again, it's like, you have to look at why, right? It's like Australia and New Zealand is population control. Yeah. So you need to be able to find ways to keep the numbers down yeah. where in, in, uh, in Europe, um, they are part of the landscape there. So if people started fucking <laughs> like, there still has to be an element, like, Europe is still hunting. This is gonna sound weird. Europe's still hunting, so you have to have like a ethical and a fair way of hunting the animals. Sure, you yes. need to keep the population down, like I was saying before. But in Australia and New Zealand, they are such a problem that they kind of like it's. It's more about it's not yeah. so much hunting; it's just er- eradication. Pest control. Kind of makes sense? Yeah, pest control. There's a bit of a difference there, and and it's only a, th- a fine line between ethics. Really, that's yeah, all it I is. I never really so, thought about it like that. I just, because I, I sort of wondered, I was like, just thinking like, you know, all the hunting videos I saw, you know, and I watch a lot of stuff all all over the world. And it's like, man, are we the only ones that are spotlighting? Nah, <laughs> kind of feels nah. like cheating now. And, no, and like you, like a classic one I'll see is someone puts out some great thermal footage from America of oh, like yeah, hog control. Hog, yeah, hog. Hog, hog control, you know. Yeah, and there's some wicked one of them. And because they're allowed semi-autos, so... Yep, and the the Swedes will comment, oh, that's disgusting, how can you do it, that's not hunting. But they don't understand that, okay, it is it is hunting, but it's actually not hunting. It's not about hunting, it's just pest control. You have yeah, to do right. what you have to do to get rid of those animals. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and like most, um, and, and, That's most yeah, hunting these hunting. days. It's just farmers doing that in Australia, yeah. and every now and again they'll go out and just keep the numbers down a bit. Yep. Yeah, yep. I just thought and it was just, thing. Yeah, it's it's too hard to put a. You can't have a. Well, I mean, like there are a few global uh, things that probably everyone agrees on. Like an animal shouldn't suffer. You should always make a clean shot. Yes, I don't think there'd be too many people in the world that would disagree with that. There's probably some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, do you think bow, but, bow hunters are more sensitive to that than rifle? When you say sensitive, what do you like, mean? To I don't know. Like, I've sort of found since I've got into bow hunting right like it's really like about a shot you know and like man i've hunted with a lot of people in the, in the day and yeah matt I've, I've seen a lot of people that weren't very good shots and a lot of them yep. that took a second or third follow-up shot you know what i mean like they just like mm. oh, hit them knock them down and then we'll we'll go over there and finish them off and i'm like uh, that's not really yeah hunting it's really like yeah yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I've been like that in the past too. Like when we were doing goat shooting and culling, like there's one time where 
we killed 99 goats and we were like disappointed that we didn't manage to get the hundred. <laughs> and let me just paint yeah. you a quick picture. And I'm sorry, but if you don't like, this is a pre-warning to people that might want to switch out for a little bit here, but we had two SKSs going and you put one bullet in one goat and you move on to the next one. That's yeah. all you do. And I was yeah. running around with a knife cutting throats. Yeah. Well, look, man, in like pig hunting, you know, when my brother-in-law, my other brother-in-law first bought his property uh, up north of Geraldton, he'd, he'd been empty for a year or two. So yeah. he, got, he got a professional pig hunter and said, look, man, can give us a hand, clean it up. And what they yes. do then is they chase them with dogs. So the dog yes. grab them, hold them down, then you just yep. come in with a knife, stick them, yep, stick run, yep. run on to the next one. It's just kind of yep. how things are done. It's yeah. sort of, and, in some ways it's, you know, I reckon yeah. sticking them is more humane. But, yeah, I know what you mean with a shot. Like I've had nights where I shot over 100 bunnies and, man, we were laughing about the different ways that we were shooting them. And it's funny because, like, now that I'm, you know, it's, like older, and, it's like I kind of look back at that and cringe, yeah. you know. Yeah, I do, I do too. But the whole thing too is it's like you didn't just one day – become like that right like like being able like laughing about that sort of stuff is actually like a little bit of a coping mechanism for all the death that's happening around you okay like someone has to kill all these animals because there's there's a massive problem and i don't give a fuck what you say what we just talked about still much better than getting poisoned or something like that yeah yeah, for sure you know and, and again you go back to the scale of nature okay like there's plenty of videos of like you know, hyenas and stuff eating eating zebras alive or crocodiles. You know, yes, like, yes. like what we're doing. Than we are, yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're doing was cruel, right? Like, hundred percent. And I, do, I mean, I kind of wish I hadn't done it. To be honest, yeah, now I've being got a older question and stuff. For you, right? Yeah. Do you reckon it changed when you started eating what you take? What changed? Like the feeling, because like when I first started doing it, I used, to, I used to laugh about. It. I didn't even think about like really the loss of life. Then when I started harvesting animals for food, that's when it changed for me. Because I started like, I started thinking about the life of that animal a lot different, you know. Then mm. I don't know if that's a thing or not. No, but I just, I, th- I, just I, wondered. I think I think I'm more like that now. But like as I was trying to kind of touch on before, is that you you have to become numb to what you're doing, yeah. and so the more numb you get, the more fucked up things get. And and I'm just, that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. It's like, we didn't start off with laughing things. We started off killing goats one shot at a time, you know, and stuff like that. But when you have that many goats to control, you have to work out a method where you can kill as many as you can. And, and you, you build up to that. And like reflecting back is like, it is like, I realized how messed up it is. And, um, yeah. but I just like, it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know if people can understand how you get to that point. Like I wasn't born a psychopath. I wasn't, uh, you know, that's not in my brain anymore. It's you just, just something that slowly, slowly happens. You get desensitized it's to it. It's the Africa and, effect. Yeah, it's the Africa effect. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. And so nowadays when I came over to Europe, I was like, holy shit, there's deer running around the streets here. I think I might've told you this. And I was like, why is that not dead? You know, yeah. like, and, and I had to really, really like stop and think, aha, everything here is part of the ecosystem. So yeah. it belongs there. Yeah. And there are seasons for a reason because you are, they are an asset. They're a resource, a natural resource that needs to be looked after here. Yeah. And so once you start changing that mindset, you know, and, oh yeah, it's just what it is. Man. Oh man, it's know. interesting. I love it. I love it. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you as well, and then we'll have to start wrapping it up. Um, yeah. 
because we're getting on. Um, one thing I want to ask you about the last year in the last twelve months, your bow setup. Like, what? How? Tell me about how much that's changed in the last twelve months. Like from the everything from like arrows to like not much. bows, the hot kicking boodle. Not much. Is there anything that you've nah. like adjusted or not really? No, because mm-hmm. I think I was maybe telling you that the other day is that like I have mentally. If I find something that works, I have mentally stopped myself from changing too much. I went to a, I tried an electronic site. Yeah, I I tried an electronic site this year. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's not a range finding one. It was just a single pin that was on like a holographic, like imagine a, like a red dot site, but the pin moves. Yeah. And then, but you have to set it. Yeah, and then you can push one button and it goes back to five pins if you need be, okay? Because that's the problem with single pin is if the animals are moving too fast, you can't adjust properly. So with this one, you can push one button and your five pins pop back up. So it's a really nice site. But the problem is is that the site I use is called the EZV, and that is an analog range-finding thing. No batteries, nothing like that. You just put the lungs in between the V and wherever the lungs fit, that's where you send the arrow. And so I had issues with that site still because it wasn't as instinctual as the one I've got. So I went back to it. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that site that yeah. I was trying. It was a very good site, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was the only thing I changed. But like I was saying, is I went back to, to what yeah. I had. Did you learn um, on like a pin system or? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did yeah. learn on a pin system. Yeah. Okay. But now it's great. You just, like, I was leading one of the South African guys who has, uh, he's a very good 3D shooter. He's won some of the South African competitions and stuff. And I said, hey, try this site. You know, and he's like, real yeah. skeptical. And then he's like, holy fuck. And I'm like, I know, right? He's yeah. like, how is that that accurate? It's like, because you actually are that accurate, even without the pin. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but like yeah. when you are shooting, you shouldn't be looking at the pin. You should be looking through the pin at the animal. And this yes. doesn't have pins in it. All you do is you look exactly where you want the arrow to go and you use the V to check check the distance. And yeah. then the arrow goes to where you're looking. It's a fantastic system. Yeah, I'm thinking about right. like changing over to it. Because I, I, I mean, look, the advice that I got, and I did a lot of research, um because i'm only really like a couple of years in sort of thing and yes um what i try to do is i just try to shoot often but i'm not actually doing a lot of hunting at the moment but i yes. just try and shoot every day because i want the accuracy um, yes but yeah i've noticed some the advice i got anyway was learn with a pin like find something better later and then you know i talked to a guy who was like a real good shooter and he was actually ex ex sas and he said to me he said mate once you learn right, you don't really need the pins. It was like you should just know where that arrow is going to go, kind of thing. And yeah. what you said about look through, he goes, you don't even really see the pins. He goes, you know, I teach people to look through the pins. Oops. But I still feel like I'm kind of at that point where, like, I'm not confident. And like, I'm getting all right. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not confident enough. Like, I'm pretty good up to like sort of 30, 40, 50. I'm starting to like, you know, I'm sort of okay, but I still spray a few. And then anything past 50 is like, yeah, don't take it, I reckon. (laughs) But, you know, I'm lucky. Like, I've only been smacking bunnies and the odd fox and a few pigs and stuff. And, like, most of the bunnies I've got, man, have been in my yard. And they've all been, like, pretty much under 20. Yes. So. Yeah. You need to, like. like, Longer distance, like, sort of 50, 50 plus still works eh, the same. 
What what did you say? The V? Yeah, the v. yeah, yeah. It's Chris. yeah. It's in yards though because it's American, but it doesn't matter. You get used to that oh, pretty okay. fast. You yeah. switch. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about and, the and, automatic rangefinder ones? What do you think about them? I haven't used them, but true story. Everybody that I hear says, "Oh, it has problems like looking through bushes." And what I mean, like it'll read the stuff closer to you rather oh, than behind you. And I had we had this happen just the other day with one of these German guys. They had one, and there was a um, a. Uh, a red stag standing at, uh, was it, so 30 metres, it was 33 yards because I had my rangefinder out, and he could not get his Garmin to register the uh, uh, the animal because see, it was picking up I the to bushes. <laughs> it was picking up the bushes 20 yards in front of it, and I said, no, it's of not course. a 20-yard shot. It's a 30-yard shot, 33 yards, oh, man, sorry, 30 metres. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. so everyone else is – not everyone else. That is something I've heard commonly about it, mm. and that I saw that in, in practice the other day. So yeah, there, there's another one. Because I've, I've been looking at them, and they're like – they're about a grand a pop. So I was like, I need to – I thought about it. I'm pretty yes. serious, but I was like, no, I've got to talk to Matt before I drop that. And then, like, well, with the more research I do, the other thing is – this sounds a bit silly, right? But, like, some of the groups that I'm on, like, the people, there's nearly one for sale all the time. And I think to myself, yeah. right – you never see why? a pin site for <laughs> sale. You never see why, a V site yeah. for sale. Why are they yeah. up there? And then I'm like, yeah. you know what I reckon it is? People try them and then think, you yeah. Know, I think there's no substitute, man, for just being a fucking good shot, you know? No, there's not. And I mean, like, the thing is, is that, um, yeah, I'm sure that works great 70% of the time. But, like, you, you know, like when you're practicing with your Garmin, I bet you they're on 3D targets, yeah. you know, or a, a board with nothing in between. No bushes. And no bushes in between. And it was that it was by, by no – hang on, just a second. I just got back up. It was, it was a completely fine shot. There was, like, a nice window to shoot through. I don't want people right. to think we were shooting through oh, bushes okay. either. That's so the other thing. coming from the side. And it's I don't putting, know. It's putting the thing out. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. But but there's another site called the uh, Shore site, and they make one that's cheaper than the Garmin. And that works better because you depress the trigger and you get a little green laser. And then you put the laser on what you want and then you let it go. Oh. And then it works. So you can be okay. way more accurate with that laser beam. And yeah. then that'll give you a, a, a better read. So yeah. that if, if somebody wants a site like that, look up Shore site. That okay. that is uh, that is much uh, much better. It, like much I'm gonna be honest, it looks a bit. It, it's they're made in South Africa. They look a little bit more, let's say, manly, robust. Yeah. Um, and they're not as like d- dainty and pretty as the the Garmin side, but functionality wise, they are hands down much better than the Garmin. So, yeah, and that's all you really want at the end. At the end of the day, that's one you want, a functional site that's not going to let you down. Yeah, well, that's so. kind of yeah, that's kind of what I feel like I'm at. I was like, okay, i got the basics now. The other thing is most of the stuff I'm shooting at, like, you know, most of the stuff at the moment is bunny. So it's a pretty small target. Like I'm still yes. pretty confident, like on a bigger animal, like a pig or something. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. but the no, thing is, is like if, what, if, what if you're changed. not stacking, if you're not consistently stacking arrows, um at a range, like don't don't be hunting at that range. Like halve your distance. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, like I got to the point where I was consistently like touching arrows at forty meters, you know, yeah. and then I went out to fifty meters and my arrows are touching. But I now will still try and only stick to under forty. Under yeah, 40 okay. yards yeah. Well, I'm a bit say. paranoid, right? I normally, I not not always, but I normally pull them after one because I don't want to hit. 
one, shatter it, and then have it blow up in my hand on the way out. <laughs> yeah, but if you have, if you have, get, get a block with the dots on it, so you shoot different dots. Yeah, don't yeah. shoot the center target. Yeah, yeah. Then that, you don't have to around. worry about that. Yeah, well, I yeah, used exactly. to buy, I used to buy the paper targets with the one, like big yes. bullseye. Now I buy the one with the four. Yeah, for that reason, and yeah. I just try and. The other thing is, you know, moving it around. It's good, I think, just for your angles. Because the other thing mm-hmm. I was going to say before, what you're saying about the Garmin. Like, when was the last time you got a perfect shot, man? You know, like, it does happen, but, mate, most of your shots I've found in hunting, my experience so far, it's compromised in some kind of way, you know. Something's in the yeah. way, you're coming at an angle, you're going oh, uphill, see, you're going across, yeah. like, you know what I mean? How often do you just get, like, a perfect, nice lineup? <laughs> yeah, but it's funny is because, like, I start looking at um, my shots. Like, I think there's... Oh, shit, I'm pretty bad with degrees. But, like, really, there's not too many angles nowadays. I won't take a shot at an animal on. Yeah, um, you got like, the like a co- It's the quartering two ones that are a little bit strange. But yeah. if I'm close enough and it's dead, dead straight onto me, I'll, I'll fucking smoke it in the middle of the chest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. like, like in that little hole, uh, you know, you have the hole above your sternum. Oh, pretty there. much the same, yeah, because you know yeah. – if it goes in there, man, it's going. But it, but you have to be close for that that shot. Yeah, uh, I won't do that shot at forty yards because yeah. at forty yards, if you glance a little bit off, you think about the angle of that rib cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, going to yeah, skim yeah, down the other. Yeah, I had a front. It's funny you say that because I found the same thing last year. I passed a shot on a doe. I had a front quartering shot, and I was kind of like, eh, and I was just hoping. I was like, oh, I'll just wait. I might get a better shot, but then they she walked off. But. Yeah, You're better off just not taking it these days. Like, I don't care 100%. enough at, about it to like be desperate. Like, it, that's yeah. funny too, isn't it? Like back in the day, if I was twenty man, I probably would take that shot. <laughs> now, yeah. I well, I, well, I shot a uh, Impala from the saddle, and this video hasn't come out yet. But um, I got it on film, and it was quartering away, and it exited it in perfectly, and uh, you know, ex. Uh, sorry, it entered and exited perfectly, and the thing ran off. But when it ran off, um, I saw it run off to the left, and there was no blood. And I'm like, oh, this is really weird. Get the trackers in, and we can't find any blood and stuff like that. And it gets too dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is I'm like, this is really freaking weird. I was like, I know that was a good shot. And then we were like, I wonder if what I saw run off was another animal. Oh. And so, so. We're like, oh, I guess we could do, right? And so we um, got the tracker to go the other way and straight away, boom, found the blood. <laughs> but this was in the morning yeah. and we got to where it had fallen over in the, the night and it was gone. Leopards or something had oh, taken the whole fucking Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you got to be Yeah, that's what I kind of like. Yeah. Hunting, but too, man, like in terms of export, I like the fact that like it's always different, man. You just never know what's going to happen. It's never the same day twice, like – Fishing yeah. like that as well. That's kind of it's kind of what I like about it, and and the most random stuff like shit like that you couldn't make that up. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. Yeah. So, all right, man. But anyway, well, that's probably a good spot to like wrap it up, man. So yeah, I appreciate you coming on again, man. Giving me a couple of hours of your time. Fucking, we spoke about it twelve hours ago, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I do really appreciate it, man. Like, we got to grab the gaps while we got them, you know. Because, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, so it's good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Intense chemistry,
Stop. 